Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, you got yours in, too. Yeah. Well, How do you feel about it? Uh, that was like a 50%. I'll get it Monday. You'll do it better? Yeah. All right. Welcome to Bloom Party, 101 ESPN. Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Action Jackson. And uh, we have an hour. We have an hour to become takesmiths. Can we deliver takes? Yes. Yeah. Oh, we can certainly deliver takes if they hit or not. Well... Well, Still we see. will see how the players perform here today on 101 ESPN. We welcome you to get involved on said show by texting in the Air Comfort Service text line. Text line. Yeah. Our show's text inbox, inbox. here yeah. text line. So I got it right. I stumbled into it. I, ba- I backdoor T10. Uh, Matt Kutcher. 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. Jackson kind of prepares a show on Fridays for us. Yep. And I kind of like this. And I and I looked at it. You did this Friday parlay last week. What were what were the questions from the Friday parlay last week? Last week was, will baseball start before Memorial Day? And I and I scoffed at you. Is yeah. what I did. You did. You guys, I, I scoff. I scoffed. I go Memorial Day. I thought you were going to ask about whether it starts on time. Memorial Day, of course. And now I'm kind of going. Oh, I might want to have that one back. Will I still would say it does though. For the record, okay. I still would say it does. But I wouldn't scoff if I were asked that question now. I hear you. Uh, will Major League Baseball ban the shift? Yep. And well, the, that was last week. Yes, this right? was last week's. And then and I said no to that. Right. And then will the Cardinals sign an impactful bat before the season starts? And how did I answer that? I think you said yes to that one. Based on the DH. Yeah, based on the DH and just the fact that they still haven't really. God, I kind of think I would say no to that. Well, maybe you did. I can't really Shows how invested I am in my takes. (laughs) (laughs) Blow in the wind. We give takes and we let them marinate. What did I say? Is that right? I don't think I disagree with myself. God, I'm I'm so self-loathing and I'm hating myself even more as this segment plays out. Uh, All right, so what do you have this week? All right. I ask again. I, you just warmed up like we were sitting down by the campfire, like you're really about to... Yeah, really about to spit some here. All right. I ask again, will baseball start before Memorial Day? Well, this is, this is already disappointing, but I get what you're doing. All right, you're going to kind of compare and contrast. My answer is my answer is yes. However, I'm not scoffing this week, okay. as I just covered 40 seconds ago. Terrible. What are you saying? No. Wow, takes me. I don't think it will. It took two months, but you finally disagreed with me. I'm a take Smith. <laughs> Clip that off. <laughs> Do you, you really like you had to bet a hundred bucks? You would bet that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I had to bet a hundred bucks, I would bet that they would. Okay. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm actually encouraged by the fact that they're meeting. But as we talked with Dan McLaughlin yesterday, he kind of expected that to happen. But I saw Rosenthal tweeting about it this morning that they, you know, 
I don't know. I, that, that that to me is that's surprising that they're meeting that quickly after the deadline came and went. So I am on the yes, it will start by Memorial Day. And I'm not normally an optimist, mm-hmm. and I guess that would be considered optimistic. I wonder where people are on that at this point. I don't point. know if that would be optimistic. I think a lot of people would say, that's, I, I, I don't care and I'm angry. I think that's what a lot of people would yeah. say. But let's just say your choices are yes or no. Right. Yes or no. But I want to I get all three questions so people can text in their answers sure, to all sure. three. I honestly, I remember looking at it, but I looked at it when you sent it over last night. So yeah. since I don't have my email up in front of me, I don't know where your questions are going next. Will Jordan Bennington be the starting goalie under the assumption the Blues make the playoffs. Will he be the starting playoff goalie? Wow, Jackson doesn't think the Blues are a playoff team. Well, Six, I just five, have to seven, throw eight, that zero. in there. No, Six, boy. five, seven, eight, zero. <laughs> uh, but he does think the Lakers will uh, be in the play-in game uh, and would like your thoughts on that way more so than... Uh, yes, I think Jordan Bennington... I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase the question. We're going to operate on the premise that they will be a playoff team. Um, even though I understand where you're coming from, I do. I'm just going to try to continue to yeah, destroy your reputation. Uh-huh. That uh, let's just say game one, who's in goal for the Blues in the first round? I'd say Jordan Bennington. Yes, right. And I and I think that's probably a better thing for the team's ceiling, if indeed he is, because that means he's right. And I think if he's right, they have a better chance to go deep. Yeah. What do you think? As if you have any any care on this topic, but let's let's go ahead and. Let's, well, yeah. let's act. I think you will. You pay money for a guy. I'll be Daniel Day Lewis. You can be Jack Nicholson. All right. What do you have here? I, I think I can. I think I can do this one. You pay this guy. You pay him a lot of money. He's proven that come playoff time, he can be extremely effective. And if he continues to show that he's still got it, why wouldn't you go with him? He outdueled Patrick Waugh in 2019. Few can say that in the year 2019. They outdueled Patrick Waugh. Correct. That is correct. I think he played in a floor hockey league <laughs> at, the, at the local parish. <laughs> Uh, what is question number three? So when baseball eventually, hopefully, uh, starts up, at the end of the year, will the Cardinals make the postseason? I remember seeing this one and not liking this question, but I'm not. this isn't personal, and mm-hmm. here's my reasoning. It's kind of like when Joe Lenardi releases bracketology in May, 11 months out from the NCAA tournament. I'm like, dude, how do you have any clue who is going to be anywhere, especially in college basketball? Mm-hmm. And while baseball won't have as much movement as college basketball in 10 months' time, there will be some substantial movement with regards to players who are currently not on rosters. So it's very difficult to say. I will say this. As of right now, I am not real high on the Cardinals, and I am kind of confused by the route they are taking. It is my opinion that as of right now, again, to even talk about on-the-field baseball seems... You know, but nonetheless, it's your question, so I'll answer it. Uh, I just, I just, I'm just not sold on their ability to score runs. I, I recognize the talking point has been pitching, but I'm just not sold on their ability to score runs. Now, maybe there's going to be some windfall of offense from players who are going to get more time and going to be a better level of offensive production with some time in the league, but. I'm just not sold on it, and I mean they're clearly going to invest the time, and because of the contract and Paul DeYoung, and I worry about that, and I'm disappointed that they didn't take a step with one of the free agent shortstops, and I don't know what they're really going to do. Maybe the prospects hit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but my answer at this moment is I don't know what the playoff format is either. Yeah, too many unknowns. So the thing is, whereas before, really, hell, even. You know, yeah. 2019 and before, because it was 
goofball basketball in 2020 with the uh, the playoff format. 2019 and before, when you knew what the playoff format was, if you're a playoff team, that meant you had a good year. Mm-hmm. Had to have a good year in order to be a division winner or one of the two wild card teams. Um, if it's a 14 team playoff. You know, yeah, I guess they could, even if not high on the team. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so like when they win the division, but then I got to kind of break down what the other four teams yeah. are doing, and I don't know what they're necessarily going to do. I mean, you assume the Pirates are just going to hang out, but uh, what the other teams are going to do, and the Cubs are obviously in the middle of a rebuild. So I don't know, man. What, what is your answer to the question? My answer to the question is I think it's a bad question, and I'm mm-hmm. disappointed in you. That's right. my real answer for the purpose of the discussion. I, but then I go, okay, yeah, but my answer is no. But then if there's 14 teams in, then the answer could be yes. Right, right. That So I'll cost my own question. There's too many unknowns at the moment. So now you're attacking your question. Uh-huh. What, are no, we no. Do, what are we doing in here? Yeah. Can, okay. I'm gonna, can I throw my water bottle across? Is there any camera on this? So Mike I can Ryder says, yeah. Mike, I can't hear it. Look at that. That was toss. nice. I hit right on the uh, window sill. Yeah, yeah no, that's impressive. Yeah, maybe that's, you can hand out to Jupiter. That's what, that's, what, <laughs> that's what got me into the... Second base spot at the U High before yeah. I couldn't throw the ball from second base to first base with a case of Steve Sachs disease. Yeah, I mean, so much of it comes down to the offensive production you're going to get out of the outfield. You know, if they if they're going to hit, then it's a big difference. But if if they fail to hit, which we've seen before, then you're really lacking in offense. And you know, pitching can be one thing, but one or two pitchers get hurt, which we've seen in years past, and then the whole thing is what we had in the middle of the year last year. So. Too many unknowns at the moment, but I will say yes because I think they're going to move the playoff format to a point where it's like it's harder to not get in than get in. I, I mean, it seems like if indeed it happens, it's going to be a 12-team format. Right. But, you know, and that's not as egregious as 14, obvious mathematical statement. The thing that stands out to me from your Friday parlay today is that you don't like your own question. That's Just the last one. That's, that's the other two, I think, are I mean, it's, a th- it's a third of the questions. May may I have permission to add to the parlay? Yeah. Okay. Um, will you be watching the Blues and the Islanders tomorrow at 1130? Doing this to me. Well, I don't think. I mean, I, I was, we're on the station that carries the St. Louis Blues. They're a hell of a hockey team. Uh, they, you don't get a chance to see the aisle all that often. Jackson, you remember all those Stanley Cups in the early 1980s? It was my mom's team growing up. See, uh, there you go. Right. Jackson's uh, mom grew up in New York and then lived in Los Angeles. Right, went to Washington forget. University and he went to Ladue. Yep, yep, all's true. So just as a fun fact, before Jackson answers whether or not he'll be watching the Blues at 1130 tomorrow. You know what? I'm going to watch. Oh, my God. Now you're starting to lie to the audience. No, I'm not. I'm going to lie to the audience. I'm going to watch. Really? Yeah, I'm going to watch. Doesn't gonna... Missouri have to get slaughtered by some rando? Don't care. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch the note take on the Islanders, if nothing else, for my mother. Wow. Yeah. So what, you're going to be wearing an Islanders jersey? No, no, no. no. I'll be or wearing those hideous team. jerseys they had like 20 years ago. Great logo, orange though. in it, too. Yeah, blue and orange rarely works. No, I'm, t- the, 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 I'm not talking about the blue and orange when they won the cup. They had like they had like a, like an actual longshoreman on the. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I, I, think, I think they'd like to have that putt back. Yeah, their current logo is great, but um, no, I'll be I'll be. I'll be representing. Here, how about this? How about this, Jackson? Uh-huh. I probably won't watch until the third period, but that's not because I'm going to be watching game film of Conzo's bunch. It's uh-huh. going to be because uh, my son has his skate every Saturday morning at 11:30, and it is th- at this point in my life. Now, some people might think this is charming, which is usually not a word associated with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might think it's pathetic. I can tell you, my 
10 year ago, 2012 self would go, there's no way what has happened to you, but it is the highlight of my week is his skate on Saturday morning. I love it. That's awesome. And it's at 1130. Okay, that's, you're a gentleman at 23 and a single man to think that that's awesome. And I can tell you're being sincere. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I was talking with Jamie Rivers yesterday about this little blues thing that goes on at Centene and getting him involved in these four. And he loves it. And I love going to it. So that's at 1130 on Saturdays, 1145 uh, on Saturdays. And then I'll come home and I'll, I'll watch what it will probably be maybe the tail end of the second period and uh, in the third period and hope the boys can bounce back. And as has been the case here for most of uh, the last month or so, if they have a bad game, they bounce back. I didn't think the thing against the Rangers was necessarily a bad game. Like, I mean, there were some bad games. But I'd like to think the boys will bounce back. I can't, from a wagering standpoint, if you bet on the Blues to bounce back, you are certainly profitable right now. But Missouri plays like a 2.30. I will not be watching that. Hmm. The thing is, I think that's a popular move right now with Missouri fans is to say you will not be watching Missouri. Will you be watching that? No. Okay. It, it, it pains me too much. Got Billikens and VCU. Will you be watching that? Probably not. What are you going to be doing? Working on your short game? Yeah, it's going to be nice tomorrow. Kind Haw- of Hawk's going to be up. Yeah, Hawk is going to be up. But it's you, you know early, it's good to start navigating the wind when you're playing. It's good to get The that famous way. St. Louis wind conditions. When it comes time to, you know... Make some putts, you better be able to. That's right. Uh, the wind and the putts. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. Jackson's, all right, I've added four, I've added a fourth to Jackson's parlay. Question number one, will Major League Baseball be playing by Memorial Day? Correct? Yep. Question number two. Will Jordan Bennington be the starting goalie for the Blues in the playoffs? Okay. And we'll just say specifically game one because who knows? Things right, could right, emerge. Right, right, Although right. if he's struggling to the point they got to pull him, then that's going to be a problem for the Blues advancing. Number three was a question nobody likes, but J- Jackson still chose to ask, which is will the Cardinals make the playoffs? And then question number four is will you be watching the Blues tomorrow, 1130 start time? Uh, against the Islanders. There it is. The table has been set. Your answer is 65780. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Remix. This is the remix. Welcome back to Balloon Party, also known as Tim and Boy. Tim and Boy merch. <laughs> I might have to make a move on that. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Standing across from me is Jackson Burkett. On Fridays, he comes up with Jackson's parlay. He usually dislikes one of the three questions he comes up with, but mm-hmm. still submits it, and then I add one mm-hmm. to essentially embarrass him. Mm-hmm. Seems like you guys are trying to appeal to the STL market, LOL. As opposed to appealing to Nashville or something. I think this gentleman's point is, hey, boy of Tim and boy. Right. Why are you not watching the games, yo? I don't know what to tell you. But you are watching tomorrow. I'm going to watch. All I'm right. going to watch. I like I like getting up early on the weekends to watch sports. Whether, you know, it starts with, in during football season, obviously, you get those 11 a.m. kickoffs. But in the midst of, of European soccer, you get to watch some of those games early, and then that goes into whatever day game might be on, and then night game or golf tournament. So I like waking up early and watching sports on the weekends. Uh, from the 314, Jordan uh, Jackson's question, Jordan Bennington, one of the questions. No on baseball by Memorial Day. Uh, question two, Bennington is the game one starter for sure, but on a short lease, if Fuso is rolling, 
and Cardinals will make the postseason because 96 teams will make the postseason. <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, Tim, lay off Jackson. Now, I don't like this text. Oh, my dad's back in there. Uh, he understands nothing is guaranteed, and the Blues may not make the playoffs. We don't know. Well, I agree uh, from a mathematical standpoint, but you have to understand everything I do while standing over here is designed to destroy Jackson in the audience's eyes. And so if I have that opportunity, that is the uh, that is the line in the hand that I will uh, that I that I will certainly take. How about this story from The Athletic? This is something else. I guess maybe at this point, perhaps we shouldn't be surprised. Four Major League Baseball owners, uh, the Reds owner, the Tigers owner, the Diamondbacks owner, the Angels owner, objected to raising the competitive balance tax to the levels the league ultimately proposed most recently. Three people briefed on an owner-wide call held this week, told The Athletic, that's nice. Uh, these guys clearly have the same respect that the steamer did when they detailed every single move in the uh, owners' meeting in New York back in November. MLB moved forward with the proposal anyway, moving its offer on the first threshold to $220 million, up $10 million from where it was in 2021. The luxury taxes rate of growth has not kept up with the overall revenues growth in the sport, making it one of the main concerns. The resistance of these four owners, and again, we're talking about the Tigers, Diamondbacks, Angels, and Reds, reveals at least some of the hardliners who are likely influencing perhaps the single most contentious issue in baseball's negotiations that have already cost the sport games. One person briefed on the call noted that White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf, a hawk in the 1994-95 dispute, was not among those to stand in the way. Not all small market owners, owners who theoretically would be most disadvantaged by an increase in the luxury tax, which curtails high-end spending, were opposed to the raise either. Rather, at least some of the four owners took stances based on their personal feelings toward costs and baseball's economic system. I would just like to point out at this particular moment in this show that Artie Moreno could be arguably the most irresponsible handler of contracts in the last 11 years with... Albert Pujols being like exhibit A, right. and that's, I could probably just go, that's all I got, but I'll <laughs> yeah. point out some other ones, and that he, Josh Hamilton, C.J. Yeah. Wilson, that was his like attempt at pitching. Yeah. Um, so you did it to yourself. <laughs> that's, yeah, you time. did it to yourself. Right. Uh, the Reds gave out the Homer Bailey deal. That was, <laughs> oh, the, bee, that, that, that was yeah. the bee's knees. Right. Uh, and I believe the Tigers have Miguel Cabrera under contract yep. until he'll be eligible for the Champions Tour. Right. So you know, this is this is this is the fraud operation here. <laughs> Not much honesty in media over there. Yeah, that's of course another name of this show. Uh, the opposition suggests Commissioner Rob Manfred could have a hard time securing increases to the CBT thresholds as talks continue. At the same time, the players now will likely consider whether those owners are in effect posturing in an effort to convince the players to ask for less. So how about that fun fact for no and tell? coming from those four owners in particular and what they, I mean for real if you ask me since 2011 the worst contracts in baseball those would be yeah. those would be at the top of the list I yeah. actually would, would would legitimately think that Brett Cecil will always he probably wouldn't come to the forefront of people's minds that would certainly be there locally I think the one that has the most negative approval rating would probably be the Matt Carpenter extension if you yeah. view that in the same class and there certainly is some revisionist history because when Dexter Fowler was signed, 
90 plus percent of the people, I, po- I did a poll on Twitter that day, Jackson, mm-hmm. were on board with it. Yeah. Uh, I was not on board with it. Hence why we have predictionary right, on this right. show so we can track it so we can't do the the moving the goalposts thing on predictions because right. you got to own it if you're wrong. 100%. I think right. I was on board. I'm sure I was on board with the Fowler deal when it happened. So. Uh, Ice-T, you played yourself. That's from Eric in the Central West End. Uh, let's see. Jackson facilitated getting the kids on the radio yesterday with Randy and Michelle. He is immune from the efforts to crush him for now. That's uh, from the 636. I didn't really facilitate anything. My brother is their principal, so I greeted them at the door and walked them down to the hallway. Uh, Tim, I've seen your profile picture. I think you guys should call the show Boy and Boy. <laughs> 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 I got to tell you, I kind of like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> boy and boy. And when you're 45 and that's what you think, I think you feel good about it. You'll yeah, take the copy. Now, if it's a height reference, I'm going to have to ask this to be edited out. Right. right. Taken off the air. I'll uh, dump. Oh, my goodness. Quit crying about the lockout. Real best fans in baseballs enjoy lockout talk just as much as talking opening day lineups. Thanks. That's from Roger Sweetwood. Why aren't the owners of the meaningful teams driving the bus? The tail is wagging the dog. It makes me crazy. Well, I understand that, but uh, the reality is I don't think that they necessarily break up the meetings by, okay, you guys count and you guys don't, right. even though it should be noted those teams haven't exactly been killing it recently. No. The Reds, Tigers, Diamondbacks, and the Angels. I mean, it's a, it's like, you know, Artie Moreno and the Albert Pujols deal alone. Right, that's... Uh, but then itself. you add in the Homer Bailey one, which kind of would fly under the radar. Like, that wouldn't they wouldn't lead with that on SportsCenter because most people would be like, Homer Bailey, what? And Miguel Cabrera. I mean, those are some of the worst deals. So they did it to themselves. Yeah. And now, they want, now, they're, uh, yeah. now they're unhappy with spending in baseball. You're the ones who spent the money! Right. Man, I did go take Smith there. That was really I, good. I, I Watch this. You're the ones who spent the money. Times at 1020, I'll cut that for your reel. Thank you. Uh, guys, what about changing the name to Boy Meets Boy? It's from the 314. Good, good ideas. Tim, I bought a Dexter Fowler jersey when he was signed. It was red and beautiful. Imagine how much I was roasted over the next few <laughs> years. That's from the 314. Well, I mean, there, there comes a point where, much like in almost any other league other than Major League Baseball, you go, okay, it's time we're going to have to, you bring your your jersey into the room and you sit the jersey down and you say, listen, it was a nice run. Right. I'm going to move on. And I'm either going to get myself uh, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, if you really want to endear yourself, uh, Bo Hart. Right, right, right. uh, Jersey and say, uh, Dexter, we had a nice run. We're gonna, cap, we're gonna we're gonna part ways and we're yeah. gonna you always buy a jersey of a guy who just signed like an eight year contract, so it's always good. That you know that he's gonna be sticking yeah, around that's, that's and also be uh hated by the time your five rolls around. <laughs> yeah. Uh your thoughts are welcome. Six five seven eight zero. Six five seven eight zero, the air comfort service text line. Uh Jackson, this is this is a topic, it's basketball, but I don't think this is necessarily when people think of you and they think of basketball, they go, Ah, Jackson and basketball. Right. This one, I think, would intrigue a number of people. Sure. Mike Shashevsky's final home game tomorrow. Yep. Cameron Indoor Arena. Yep. Have you, ever, have you ever been? I've been to the campus of Duke and seen Cameron Indoor Stadium from the outside. I have not been in, but I've had people tell me it is very intimate. Looks, I bet. It's a, it's a lot smaller than it looks on TV. So I can't count that you've been. No, I've been to, no, I've been to the campus, not been inside uh, the stadium. And you are so privileged that you were looking at Duke. Right. I was in and Wake Forest and Stanford and Notre Dame. 
Yeah, I was at. I was, I was actually, along with, of course, all the Ivy League schools. Yeah, but it was yet, on the way up to the Hamptons. Chose Missouri. Right. Right. Okay. Because I'm a true son. Thank you. All right, um, Mike Shashevsky. I feel like he's kind of polarizing, but I think he's polarizing because people hate on success. But when you think of like the guys in certain sports who have been running for so long, mm-hmm. Saban, college football, Belichick, up until recently anyway, yeah. in the NFL, yeah. um, anybody that I'm missing in the other leagues that would stand out, uh, Phil Ivey at the World Series of Poker, but I don't know how much traction I'm going to get with that Phil one. Phil Jackson, but that was too long ago. Okay. Like 10 years, 10, 15 years ago. So we go in since 2000. Okay, Phil Jackson then. Okay. But all right, I see what you're saying. That has been a while. All right, since 2010. Yeah, those would be the guys, you, the ones you named. Can we get to a Mount Rushmore? Can we get to, because I Saban, always, Belichick. I hate to do a show where I don't have a Mount Rushmore. Right, Saban, Belichick. I'll throw Coach K in there. Okay. And then... Mm. Since 2010, I'll have to say Steve Kerr. Warriors have had a great, they had a great run. So Belichick and Saban, people, I would agree. I think their approval rating right. would probably be below 50 percent. Mm-hmm. Even though I think most people would probably enjoy them coaching their teams, as far as just like the general population. Right, right. But Shashevsky, this is it, uh-huh. and this has been an incredibly dominating run yep. in the sport, going back to the 1980s. When, hell, a lot of guys who are coaching now weren't born, much less the right. players. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is his last home game at Duke. Mm-hmm. People have been waiting like a month. There's yeah. a story on ESPN waiting to be able to get into the building. Tickets are incredibly expensive. For this game. Why do you think it is that people, and it's not, like I said, Belichick and Saban are way more as far as yeah. on the dislike a meter. For They're, sure. But why, what is it with Krzyzewski? Is it just success envy? Well, I think more, I think he's a rare guy where people hate Duke a lot more than they hate the coach. Like, I think with Belichick and Saban, they don't like Alabama and they don't like Saban and Belichick. But I think more so, like, Duke and their players. College basketball is a game dominated by coaches. Like, the coaches are the big superstars of the on campus. The players less so because they move on after one, maybe two, three years. But I think more so the players at Duke over the years are what people get hot under the collar about, whether it be, you know, Leitner, uh, you know, Kyle Singler, Grace and Allen, there's a Grace and of, Allen is uh, yeah, that's a prime example, especially still active in tilting people, albeit in the <laughs> right in the association. Knows about that, yeah. But I uh, actually know what you're talking about, right? But I think that I think Duke as a whole is more hated than Shashevsky personally. I think coaching USA Team USA is a part of that too. People like him from that. Yeah, it's a nice play. You know, I do want to read that book. It just came out, and I think we talked about that yeah, with yeah, the Bobby yeah. Knight thing, with and how Bobby he finally Knight. just was like, I'm done yeah. with with Coach Knight, and I still think that that will not be their final chapter. I just don't, because I, I just don't think that's who Mike Krzyzewski is. Right. See, I, res- I, I respect and admire him. Yeah, I, I think he's one of the best. But I, th- I feel like, and maybe I'm off the mark on this, so this I'm going to introduce my theory to the audience here. I feel like what happens is when somebody seems too good to be true, then the way to get attention is to not write something or broadcast something that necessarily confirms that uh-huh. it's to write and then come up with like the the dirty secrets behind the Krzyzewski era or something uh-huh. along those lines. When they re- released the excerpt from the book, they didn't talk about the 2001 team that was, you know, like yeah. an all-star team. Right. They had to find his falling out with Bobby Knight. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? 100%. You got to find that to yeah. sell books. Uh-huh. Talking about good things isn't going to sell. Talking right. about good things isn't going to get clicks. 
We're all being manipulated. That's mm. why this is called honesty in media. Yep. Yep. We're all being manipulated. But I think Coach K, I just I when you hear any of his players talk about him, they're like, it's like he's a great father figure to them. He's so well well liked by everyone who's ever like interacted with him that I just think that people just hate the school a lot more than they hate the coach. I think a lot of people will be happy for him on this final game in Cameron Indoor. And I think that's rare for a guy who coaches a school that's so polarizing. What do you think it's going to be like whenever Conzo's final game at Mizzou Arena is? Uh, I just, you know, what, you know, what Madison Square Garden looked like, you know, in the nice. playoffs last year. Nice. Similar to that. You're talking about the COVID year, I assume. The 2021. Oh, okay. Uh, guys, I don't like Duke because of Coach K. He always thinks he's better than the sport, holier than thou. See, now we're tapping into it. I told you. I think there's guys out the there who are way worse than that, especially in college basketball. Jim Beheim is the first that comes to mind. Jimmy Beheim. I'm not a fan of Jimmy Beheim. Uh, guys, I feel like the issue is that Bob Knight doesn't want to wear a hat. <laughs> No, now we're getting somewhere. Just, if he would just put a hat on, no one really, really remember the things he did. If there was a prize to give away for a text, I would give this texter a prize. That's a <laughs> wonderful. It's a wonderful callback to the most asinine thing I've heard on this show in the two months it's been on the air. No, that's fine. Keep burying your head in the sand. <laughs> Uh, guys, looking at J.J. Redick on ESPN pisses me off every time I see him there. That's from the 618. Yeah, he's like the nicest guy ever. Everyone who talks about J.J. Redick says he's just the greatest. Any of his teammates in the NBA will tell you he's the greatest. I don't think you get that, you'd get that same approval on Grayson Allen, though. No, uh, no, 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 no. Hate Duke, but respect Coach K, plus I'm a UNC fan. That's from the 314. For sure love Coach K, but Duke can suck it. Right. So that's more representative. Yeah. But the hat thing on Bobby Knight, I think, is the most thought-provoking. Right, because it was the one, the one that came at me <laughs> the professor van driesen way jackson said yep we are being manipulated that needs to be recognized that's from the 618 i think i kind of trailed off when you don't have a take just talk <laughs> if you don't have anything to say just talk and hopefully you'll get there is that a uh don't look up reference is that what that is yeah i, I haven't seen that and since i mean now that now the texts are getting so high level i can't follow them right no not, not to say that i'm necessarily playing with all 52 cards myself. <laughs> right, right. It wasn't an intended reference, but if it was, you know. You're worry. impressed with how you backed into a take. Yeah. <laughs> impressed might not be the right word, but certainly <laughs> acknowledge that I did. The great Martin Kilcoin once said, there are three types of sports talk radio hosts. Guy who discovers take <laughs> while on the air. Mid-take. <laughs> Guy who is begging for calls. Yep. And I believe the third guy was guy who in safe segment winds up arguing with himself. If we can achieve all three in a day, then I think we've won. It's like what Jimmy V said. If you can laugh, cry, and pray all in one day, it's a good day. I would like to add guy who blames problems on hats. That will be the fourth one to Martin's list of sports talk radio hosts. Yep. All right, we got to take a break. Jackson's got a bit. Are you going to add lib yep. after yesterday's I'm add success? Lib again. Yeah. What, what, is, what Can you tease your Sports Center update? I don't want to step on it, mostly because I haven't really thought about it. Oh, yet. wow. Show prep. Yep. Brad Thompson was here like at 8 yesterday working yep. on his show. Yep. And you're a minute away from your Sports Center update. And you don't even know what you're going to say. Yep. All right. Well, now the audience kind of sees the work ethic of the Ledoux grads. <laughs> now they see it. Uh, this is Bloom Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. One, two, three, four. Yes, yes. Welcome back to Boy and Boy <laughs> on 101 ESPN. Jackson, did you really just ad-lib that whole thing? Yeah. 
I hate to do it. I intentionally didn't hold up my camera because I feel like you've been performing well when I hold up my camera. Mm -hmm. And then you executed straight improv, straight ad lib, and there was vocal inflection. Mm -hmm. And there was, I mean, perfect delivery. I appreciate it, but... uh... I kind of play the fast and loose there because I didn't think about the VCU mascot before I went in, but I just thought of their logo in my head, mm. and there's mm. a ram in there. So I went, Ram. of course, we'll do rams, and I went to Ladoo, So Right. You always like to remind the audience of mm-hmm. that. Gordon Watkins High School. Gordon, also condescending approach to the uh, the deal here, which I'm which I'm not a fan of, and I, <laughs> I would imagine most people aren't. And if you're not, 65780. Uh, welcome back to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you. This Jackson's really hitting a stride with his Sports Center updates and kind of bothering me to be <laughs> candid. It was something I looked forward to at about uh, halfway through the show is watching you, you know, grasp for error as you try to <laughs> read a 15 second update now there was that one was really scary when i couldn't say the san francisco 49ers uh guys that sports center update was straight sexy can he do it with his shirt off on monday that's from the 618 hit me up on venmo and possibly uh jackson needs to sound more like johnny landoff when he says are you kidding me it's from the 314 i thought it was pretty good i thought it came yeah, with- i mean if you're comparing it to how johnny sounds no, I don't think I've I'm talked anywhere. to him on the phone, and he really does say, in the middle of like just a normal conversation, are you kidding me? It's great, which <laughs> yeah. is probably where the whole thing came from. I'm sure it is, but yeah, I, I, I clearly can't do it as well as him. But, you know, for my little twist on it, I think it's pretty good. Uh, and I butchered this, and I hate myself for it, but again, I, I made it clear. There's a lot of self-loathing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Driesen was the teacher from Beavis and Butthead, mm. not Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Don't Look Up. Mm. But yeah. Beavis and Butthead's before your time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was probably on when I was alive, but I never watched it. Yeah, trailing off, though, unfortunately. Uh-huh, its yeah. peak time was uh, early, mid-90s mm. on that. All right, you sent one of these over for your Jackson's questions for Friday, and mm-hmm. I kind of liked this, and I think this might get... Uh, I, I think the answer I'm going to come up with to your question, I have a feeling someone is going to text in an answer that is better. Mm, okay. But something that we are both looking forward to mm-hmm. in a big way. When yeah. I saw this first, I think I saw the trailer on Twitter, man, like two months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that is going to be yeah. strong. And it is a series? but Limit, I, Limited series, I think. Limited series. Yeah. What does limited series mean? Usually only do one, maybe two seasons. Okay. Um, highlighting the rise of the 1980s Lakers. Yep. And I think, and I could be wrong on this, that you can be someone who attacks Jackson for his love of hashtag the association uh-huh. and still have an appreciation, even if you're too young, for the 1980s Lakers. Absolutely. Because you probably cheered for the 1980s Celtics if I have a read on things. <laughs> and so, with that established, my thought process is this is a series that will attract a bunch of people. And Absolutely. it's on HBO starting on... Sunday. That's correct. So, what do we have going on here? What is what is the background of this? Adam McKay, yeah. who is a well-known filmmaker, yeah. filmmaker. he did, did Don't Look Up, yeah, he did, did Anchorman. Right, he did uh, Big, Big Short, Short Okay, so he's got a bunch of stuff, and he's, yeah. a, he's a sharp guy. Yep. He had a falling out with Will Ferrell over this whole thing. Will right. Ferrell was supposed to play Jerry Buss, uh-huh. and then John C. Riley wound up getting the part. Right. But Ferrell's falling out was with Adam McKay, not with his 
partner from Step Brothers and from Talladega yeah. Nights. He's no, not mad against, at John C. Riley. No, nothing against the great John C. Riley. And I gather it starts when they decide to draft Magic Johnson. Is that essentially yes, the starting yes. uh, point? And so then all that comes with not just the Lakers and the Showtime era, which I loved mm-hmm. as a kid growing up in South City, an Irish kid on top of it. Right. And I had Lakers stuff all over my wall. I remember people oh, yeah. walking in going, huh, I don't know what. <laughs> it was a surprising thing. For sure. But I was a Laker guy. Uh-huh. And uh, and I loved what met James Worthy back in the oh, 1980s. Really? I yeah, did number forty two. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. And your question, which I like, mm-hmm. what St. Louis sports team from your lifetime do you think would make the most interesting HBO miniseries, a la Winning Time, that debuts on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Now, my initial reaction was, and I'm asking the audience because I have a feeling somebody's going to have an answer. My from my lifetime, I'm born in '76, and I'm sure we have some people who are older and some people who are younger. Which again, that's a cutting edge take, and we'll add that to my reel as well, along yeah, with my. Yeah. You did it to yourself. <laughs> so, would be the 1999 through 2001 Rams. You could have the rise, mm. and you can have the fall. Mm-hmm. That that to me would be the obvious one, but. This show is not about just the teams on, in this case, court activities. Uh It's about a team being great with all kinds of fun and games going on behind the scenes. I mean, I can't imagine what that was like. I really can't. I can't even imagine what that was like to be the superstars of sport in your 20s living in Los Angeles with Jerry Buss as the owner right. and Pat Riley as the coach, yep. forget about it. Right, and you're that good. You win five championships in eight years. like. And they played with a style, you know, like all due respect to the Spurs, it uh-huh. was a style yeah. that everybody started to try to right. mimic. Push the ball. So with that said, here is my answer. And it's I usually have the hard and fast policy of 2000 and then going forward. The answer is the 1982 Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Because the 1982 Cardinals famously liked to party. Yeah, yeah. And it, the 1982 Cardinals were broken up because of the fact that they liked to party. Keith Hernandez going to New York. Right. Wasn't because he wasn't performing. Mm-hmm. You know, hell, he was a huge part of the 86 World Champion Mets, but it's the like to party element. Yeah. Lonnie Smith, a part of the 82 Cardinals. My favorite moment from my first Cardinal game, him hitting the inside the park home run. If I'm not mistaken, Lonnie Smith did nothing but play in, on World Series teams, even though he played for a million teams. It was nuts. If you look up, you know what I'm going to do? Could you could you do it? Can you mm-hmm. do it? Do you have a computer to look it up? Yeah. If you go to Lonnie Smith's baseball reference, I feel like he played in, in four World Series with four different teams. For real. It's let nuts. Me, let me clear out the search where apparently Rocchio was looking up Tony Banks' stats. Wow. <laughs> Good for you for Aaron Rocchio out. <laughs> so Lonnie is Smith. Is there any way that Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman said, all right, upcoming coming up next is our Tony Banks segment? So what so Lonnie Smith what am I looking up? His baseball reference page. Got it. To see his postseason appearances. For sure he was on the eighty five Royals. I'm pretty sure he was on a Phillies team that went to the World Series. I don't know if it was eighty or eighty three. And I know he was on the ninety one Braves. And I feel like I might be missing another one. Uh, he was on the 91 and 92 Braves, and then he finished his career in Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So in uh, 93 and 94, 
But he was on the 82 Cardinals. Is he on 83 Phillies or 80 Phillies? 83 Cardinals. 84 Cardinals. 85 Royals. 85 both Cardinals and Royals. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fun facts for no one tell. And then uh, Atlanta through 88 and uh, through 92. Could have sworn he was on the Phillies. He wasn't on the Phillies ever? Uh, Phillies in 80, or started his career in Philly, 78 to 81. What are we doing over there, Jackson? I'm I mean, looking at the baseball point. reference. I know, but it's like you're you're like there's was there like a was there like a an embargo on 78 through 81? That was the whole point. Okay. Well, God bless America. I'm gonna have to throw something again, and I don't want to do that. And by the way, do I have to break? I mean, I'm looking at the clock now, and it's like we're already at 11 o'clock, and I think I got another break. Yeah, we do actually have to break. <laughs> anyway, my answer is 82 Cardinals, <laughs> and it's because of a bunch of junk. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN. <laughs> We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. Or, I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? What do we have today, Jackson? We have uh, a bite... Not not a uh, recent, but not... Right, but, well, that's, at this point, that's expected. But it is from this century. Uh, <laughs> it's Paul Maurice, Winnipeg Jets. Blake talked about the idea of accountability and how it wasn't necessarily the players' jobs to keep other teammates accountable. Whose job is it then to make sure it's that guys are... It's not the players' are... job to tell you about it. They don't come out have to hear and open this book up to you and tell you everything that goes on in the room. I could make you cry in that room. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Take that. Uh, I think I'm going to side with the reporter on that one. I will side with the reporter on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that like it's not anyone's job to let you in on some inside stuff, but I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was an egregious question. No, I didn't I think it deserved with the reporter. it. I, yeah. I think he deserved yeah, it. Sometimes the coach just isn't in the mood. All right, we got to go. Uh, BK and Ferrario are up next. And there is some big blues news uh, you're going to want to stick around for on the other side of the break with BK and Ferrario. They're live from Centene. That's coming up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Have a wonderful weekend. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more so your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies. Dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs. And high-capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh. 
Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off. Plus, instantly save up to $750 on select GE kitchen packages at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through November 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.